Life, life, what's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of My Secret Mentor. I know we was on break for a little while, but we'll be back again. We ready to serve you some new information and for the community. We had some special guests in the building this week. You know, Alkaline's Body's very own Nev. He shared a lot of information. So on this episode, you can look forward to learning what's the difference between vegan and plant-based. What does it take to build and launch a successful plant-based company? and all of the benefits that await you, whether it be your mental or your physical. So keep on listening and don't forget to subscribe, share the channel, share the broadcast, and leave us a five-star rating. And see you on the other side of the episode. Let's go. What's going on, Winners Dialogue family? It's Leon again, checking in with you. Shake my hand. Welcome back to another episode of My Secret Mentor, the place where we highlight black entrepreneurs in the DMV area. Specifically, today I got a special guest in the studio with me. He's representing not just himself, but his brand, his industry, and his ancestors and his family today. Our special guest today from Alkaline Bodies, very own, Mr. Nev. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing yourself, man? Amazing, spectacular, and wonderful. At least that's what my mother told me when I talked to her yesterday. <laughs> so since, uh, you know, starting this journey and beginning Alkaline Bodies, can you tell us a little bit about the backstory about how you even came up with Alkaline Bodies and how it was created? Okay, so Alkaline Bodies is not only ran by me. It's ran by three other my brothers, Renard Parks, uh, Slim, and also Dom. Um, we first got together about three, four years ago. I was in the nurse care field, so I was already in the healthcare field. I already got to see the negative side of that. So just brainstorming to see exactly how can we provide health to the people in a better fashion. I started doing a lot of trial and errors on myself. So I started, um, I got into the Dr. Sabi, Layla Africa, and just different, you know, different teachers from different places. Okay. And I stumbled across a, a teacher called uh, Ali Muhammad. And he was able to break down the health aspect of things while also putting the scientific aspect of things. Mm, so, combination. Yes. And I really got in depth with the Yoruba teaching too as well. So just a combination of a lot of different things has led us to, you know what, we have to start our own company. We got to yes. give this to people in a different fashion where it's susceptible to people where people can understand it's not just a bunch of health information. Yeah. It's just a bunch of what if this and what if that? Like, give them a real direction, a real point. Say, hey, this is what you need to do. And if you do this, this would be the outcome. So um, really from that and all of us being on the same path and wanting to do better for people in the community, we got together and we just started building a template. We started laying the bricks. And okay. now you got alkaline bodies four years ago coming strong, you know. So y'all been doing this for four years yes. now. We, we've been practicing the lifestyle. Been, oh, okay. Yes. Actually, living the lifestyle yeah. is not just words with you guys. Yeah. It's not lip service. Not at all. It's action. Yeah, it was never a business first. Like, we got together and we, we did years of trial and error on ourselves. Like, uh, we would go to Slim House as one of our business partners. We would actually sit down and shout out to Slim, you know, watch videos and videos upon videos. And we'll take those videos and we'll take those books and we'll go in the kitchen. We'll make those tinctures. We'll make that food and mm. we'll test it on ourselves. We did seven weeks to one month's fast. We did, we practiced these things before yeah. even ever jumping out there to tell people about this stuff. We're definitely not regurgitators. I'm not a person that's going to watch or read something and act like I'm a preacher and just give it to somebody. I'm going to try it on myself yeah. first. You see what I'm saying? You, know, you remember what, like, that first thing was that y'all created that you said? Not not even just the one that went wrong, because there's always going to be one that went wrong, mm -hmm. but the first one that went right as well. 
um, I mean, the, I mean, the first thing I created as far as like yeah, when y'all was testing it out on yourself, the food. Uh, well, drinks. the detox was the first thing. Okay, that we had to really fine tune because like a lot of people say detox and just stop eating one thing, and no, nah, we went through a full strictly fruits and mm. water and alkaline water for X amount of days during the summer and watermelon fast. When we did our first one, it was crazy because my body was going through a whole bunch of changes. Like I was throwing up and going to the oh, bathroom. I was real just, detoxing. Yeah, I was really getting it. Like <laughs> literally, the whole watermelon season, we'll just eat nothing but watermelons. There's a point I was purchasing about four to five watermelons a week. So I mean, that's all we're all doing this together. We're meeting up, eating watermelon together, conversating, and just getting more knowledge together. So it was definitely a lifestyle before business. Man, yeah. that's 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 deep. <laughs> the yeah. the go, you know, for, through those trials and tribulations and ups and downs. But um, when you first formulated this whole thing, was it any particular standout uh, entity or like you said, you used Doctor Sabi or anybody that that the major influence for this? No, I mean, like I said, it was a combination, of a lot of different teaching, a lot of different people, but specifically what we do. Nobody else is really doing it. You know, we're giving you the health. We're giving you the template, the regiments, the products, and we're opening up to other businesses. It's the overall We're giving health, you everything. Everything. It's a platform. And yeah. I know when we spoke earlier, you were telling me about y'all have actually forms that y'all fill out mm -hmm. for each individual customer. It's not like a, like you said, it's not a cookie cutter type of business. Not at all. Can you speak to that a little bit about your, your form? Okay. So if you go on our website, there's an intake form. On that intake form, it gets real in depth. So it's going to ask you how many times you work out. What do you eat? What are your conditions? What are your conditions? What are your ailments? What exactly you want to prove and better yourself? We get in depth with your birth date and time too, as well, because that's very important. Um, we get into the natal charts and just the astrological aspect of a person. So each health template that we build is specifically designed for that person. So you're getting the whole plan as laid out for your element if you have kidney disease you're on kidney foods you're on certain herbs that help improve kidneys you're on flushes specifically mm. for those conditions we're not just giving you just one basic template read that and you're good and peace out yeah it's not like just hey hey take this multivitamin this is going to cover you trust mm -hmm. me it's like no this is specifically tailored for you yes exactly um, it's actually called our hemp program. Like okay. in our company, you see CBD, we do sell hemp, and we make our own CBD products. It's much more than CBD because it's 120 terpenes of the actual flower. So okay. we're actually giving you all components of it. But specifically, hemp stands for human essential meal plan. Oh, so we're okay. giving you a custom meal plan or a life plan specifically for oneself for improving oneself. And this is a support system. So normally you do it for a month. That first week is detox week. So we're uh, taking you to the market, teaching you how to specifically shop, showing you how to properly detox. You see what I'm saying? We're yeah. supporting you that whole week. Then the next week we start adding a little bit more light grains and vegetables and you start experimenting more. The third and fourth week is our meal plan week. So we, should, we actually can purchase a meal plan from us. Okay. Or we'll give you a whole template of how do you can create your own meal plan. Then the fourth week is nothing but in the kitchen, 
a FaceTime, Zoom, and we're just showing you how to break down Pacific meals. So when you leave us, uh-huh. you should have some sort of self-sufficiency how to move in there without us. So This kind of reminds <laughs> me of like when I first started Insanity and I was doing that workout and I was like, man, this is a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure with certain foods and things I should eat with it, but right. you guys have that total package and not only that, it's catered from just me. It's not like, again, it's not the cookie cutter aspect of it. I know it's going to be right for me. Right. So... When we spoke earlier as well, we was talking about the, because I was under the impression it was vegan options only. Mm. And you enlightened me a lot of the difference and you made the distinction between plant-based and vegan-based. Can you get that distinction so people can really get a grasp of what it is you guys do and why you're different? Okay. All right. So the battle between the vegans and the plant-based is epic. Uh, my, My take on it is the fact that while we separate ourselves from being vegans is the fact that we don't try to imitate meat. Vegans okay. have a, a lot of their menus, a lot of their things is ribeye steak, uh, pork and ribs, and all these things are just trying to imitate meat. When you try to imitate meat, you start getting to the chemical side of it because I don't care if you go outside, you take a piece of grass, and you take a yam, and you put them together, you're not getting that same texture as me. Yeah, you're not. So, so you have to do something that's out of realm to get that consistency, and normally it's not natural. So the reason why we don't claim veganism is just because it's tied to that all the just eggs that have soy, you see what I'm saying, all the tofu and the, the heavily processed uh, impossible burgers and just all those things in that nature. We're trying to get healthy. We're trying to break away from those old traditions and trying to find new ways of eating, better and sufficient yeah. ways of eating, and try to still keep your same like your same habits is is actually killing oneself. If you look at vegans and stuff like that, they have to take a lot of supplements and a lot of different things just because they're still not getting that nutrition they need because they're eating artificial food that's not even real yeah you can't eat artificial and expect the real to come out of it exactly especially if you're trying to build muscle and different things of that nature you want to make sure everything's cohesively and you brought up the impossible burger um i was having a conversation with one of my friends earlier and he was telling me about hey look just because this even like you said to you it's soy and all these options that's ingredients that's in there and outside of that, they're cooking it on the same grill they cooked the burger on. Yeah. It's the same grill. It's the same. You're going to get that stuff in. If you don't want it, really think about this. Really process what it is being cooked with. It's definitely in there. And I know, like, I don't want to bash Impossible Burger and stuff like that. But when you have 2% soy and uh, 2% this and 2% that, that adds up over time. And that yeah, stuff those is, percentages. Yeah, that stuff doesn't flow through your system. A lot of that stuff is caked up in your system. You figure your intestines is 25 feet long. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You're definitely not pooping most of that you stuff You don't want up. 2% of that just filled with just building. fake stuff. Exactly. Building and building and building over time. And it, it creates a, yeah, it creates conditions. So that's why we don't really claim the vegan stuff. We try to strictly... Uh, promote plant-based, only eating fruits and vegetables. If you want something meat-like, take that vegetable and just add season to it or change it in a different way. If you want that creamy cheese sauce, blend up some cashew nuts in the blender, add a little milk, boil it on the stove, throw some seasoning, you'll get that same consistency. And that's the elixir right there. We got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you can get that same thing just by practicing certain, you know, no things in the kitchen. You just got to be more creative. Got to take that action. So when we talk about these type of items, like different menu items, because from my understanding, y'all have this food truck that y'all been doing lately. Yeah. So with that, 
how did you decide on what all these vast items you have? How did you decide on your menu items? Like what went into the thought process of choosing these items? Simple. Um, yes, on our truck, we still do have meat because we are in partnership with Boss Burger. Okay, so now, the partnership. Yeah, so we're trying to touch a different type of person because your average person is never walking into a juice bar, never walking into a health spot. But if I can meet them at where they get their burger and they're getting that burger from me every day and one day like, you know what, bro, I see you every day. You got to try a plant-based burger today, bro. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Those are the type of people we're trying to touch. And if we can capture them people, we can control the market. So, of course, we still offer the meat while offering the plant-based. But in our menu option, we kept it real simple, real simple. Four to five main burgers. You got the cabbage burger, garden burger, veggie burger, jackfruit burger. You got your sweet potato fries and carrot dog. We're switching our menu up now. We're going to have a chicken and light burger, and we're going to have a Pacific alkaline patty burger, too, as well. That's going to come. But we kept that real simple so people can try plant-based at a transitional level because all those are considered transitional foods. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. So once they start trying that, they get the more information. You're like, you know what? I think I can do this. I've been coming here lately buying this plant-based burger, and this shit is good. You know, it's good. Like, you know, I can do this. So... We just really trying to test the waters as far as that, like, can people really, can people really take this in? I mean, that's the main thing because we're fighting something that's that's been here for a minute. People love that meat. That meat yeah. is a drug. I don't care. Used to, you, I mean, it's indoctrinated <laughs> in how you've been raised pretty much. And it's like it's hard to just yeah. wing somebody away from something that's so accustomed to having. Yeah. With that being said, is it um, a particular item? that you notice that's like a lot of people come back for the highest selling one as far as on this side of things? The jackfruit burger and the garden burger just okay. because it still gives them that beta-like taste. It reminds them of that. Like you said, it's a transitional thing. And you, yeah. and you go into where the people are, not expecting them to come where you are sometimes. That's yeah. necessary. And also our cauliflower bites, our Old Bay, Honey, honey Old Bay cauliflower bites, just because it gives you that nugget breakdown mm. is Honey Old Bay for real. So. Honey Old Bay cauliflower bites, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's good <laughs> as hell. <laughs> so when it comes to uh, educating yourself, you use watching a lot of videos, whether it's like a lot of YouTube videos or uh, books, well, well, in particular books that came up, that stood out? A lot of books, a lot of Dr. Layla Africa books, a lot of Dr. Savy books, just a lot of general health books. I got a lot of Yoruba books on the religion uh, consumption and practices and beliefs as far as what herbs are put inside of the body. Exactly. Just the breakdown in the metaphysics, exactly how the body operates with the universe. Mm-hmm. So really just getting into that material and also really staying up to date on our teachings from Dr. Ali Muhammad because he is kind of okay. the person that gave us that extra push and exactly. And he sourced all his stuff. So all his stuff is definitely sourced. We're able to go follow back those sources and yeah. you know, really get in tune to the health side of what they really don't talk about. And that's the chemical side. That's the carbon side of life. Okay. That's what we really are not getting to. Cause I can eat that potato. I can eat that white potato and get no nutrients from it, but I can eat a purple potato and get all these minerals and nutrients from it. People don't understand that knowledge. So it's a big difference. And like you said, you can trace the source back to, un- it's not just, Hey, take my word for it. Yeah. It's take my word for it. But look, here goes the back information. Like when you used to write a story back for school, they would tell you, um, you need your references. Your, what is it? Big bibliography page. Yes. <laughs> yes. And be sorted and dated. Definitely. And that's what he does. So like, 
really an alkaline body is you try to focus on heirloom fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables that have an origin that you can date back and that are high in carbon. A lot of people don't know that every fruit and vegetable comes, comes in almost every color. You got purple peas. You got black tomatoes you got green tomatoes but i never seen a black tomato and yeah. i got a tomato garden right now <laughs> it's so you can go i didn't to, know they came in that yeah, color hey you go and read rareseeds.com is one of the biggest uh heirloom seed networks and it has nothing but a hundred percent organic family raised seeds for dirt cheap and it's all carbon based fruits and vegetables so that's something i need to check out definitely 100 percent sure mm-hmm. um is it what about like you know, because you say you're a partner with Boss Burger, so is there any special uh, cleaning options or anything that y'all do to make sure you avoid cross-contamination or anything? Yeah, so what we do is specifically we cook all the plant-based stuff first. Then okay. Then we put that in a separate hot box from the meat. Then we cook the meat and we serve that straight based off demand. But we always got the plant-based mm. sitting aside, it's being heated. And of course, you know, safe serve, change glove, wash your hands, serve, and et cetera. That's what we, you know, we've been doing. We are, you know, chefs. Proper PPE. Yes, of course, of course. Because we understand. I don't want to eat. I'm just getting used to cooking this stuff again. It's been almost six years I ever like been in the kitchen. I, you can ask. You can even ask my business partners how many times I had to step off the truck just to get a deep breath. Because that meat smell be killing me. <laughs> yeah, you're not used to it. You you become accustomed yeah. to avoiding that now at this point. Bro, it's hard, but uh, we love it. We definitely we're touching more people. You see what I'm saying? So we definitely, we definitely enjoy what we do. You see what I'm saying? How did y'all um formulate that partnership with Boss Burger? Um, the universe. Um, they were looking for chefs in a more innovative way to get their truck out there. We have the innovative style with the plant base, and we can cook. Okay. So just off of coming to agreements, meeting up, we did a uh, help. We did a, a demo for them, so they came over. We cooked everything for them. They loved every single component of their plant-based food. They actually wanted to convert and actually wanted to start, you know, oh, adapting okay. different styles. Just because, like, in the, in the style and how we cook our food, we make sure, first it's cooked with love, but it's more so the seasonings and the palates, what we put inside of it. Because people can cook healthy food and plant-based food and just be bland. Like, you can go to some of these places and be bland. Like, where's the seasoning? Like, what are you really doing? Like, none of this yeah. stuff has to be under-seasoned, bro. Seasoning and you want it to taste good. That's like you said, this, for the transitional purposes, yeah. it's, it's necessary that it has it's to have that taste. Yeah, because when I taste it's like, am I going to come back and try it again, or is it going to be a one time I tried it? Yeah. I could say, hey, I tried it, and now I'm going to tell everybody it's not the thing that you want to transfer over right. to. Right. Because, it's, all right, you got to understand that's like the sugars and the salts and all that stuff is a drug. Like when we wean people off these drugs, People go through a withdrawal stage. You ever mm. started eating some healthy stuff and you started feeling sick? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really a thing. And your body starts, like you said, starts to detox itself. It's clearing itself. I was like, well, I got abs again. What, what, what do I do different? Exactly, exactly. So we really got to take that in consideration. It's at least giving that person, and really the, with the meat, the only reason people even eat, even eat the meat is just because of the seasoning. Yeah. If you go upstairs and cook some chicken right now and put no season on it, nine times in ten, you probably won't eat the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> like, come on, we gotta let it marinate or something. You exactly. gotta do something if you're going to do this. Exactly, exactly. So you're really chasing the herbs, and the herbs are what? Fruits, herbs, and the fruits and the vegetables that are yeah. placed in place. And so it's like, what are we really? Our body is earning that, and we have to feed our body that. That's the main thing. 
<laughs> so when it comes to items as well, because these are the ones y'all narrowed it down to, how did y'all decide on prices? Like, how do you figure out prices when, especially if I'm a new entrepreneur entering this this particular field, right. and I'm saying I don't even know what to start with prices. I see prices for let's just use burgers for example range from five dollars well on the very cheap side of mcdonald's which is i don't know if that's real burgers or whatever <laughs> let's just say it is let's just for the sake of this conversation right. it's a two dollar burger all the way up to a 25 dollar burger mm. so how did you decide on your prices prices normally go with the market so of course uh looking at other food trucks and other businesses that sell burgers see what their competitive prices are and mm-hmm. also marketing up with your profit margin. So exactly where you're shopping at, how much your products cost, and just a turnaround will help you determine, hmm, I may want to do a $7, $8 burger just so mm-hmm. I make profit, but I'm also under market value and I'm still competitive. I'm not out here selling a $15 burger and everyone's selling a $10 burger and my stuff is smaller than everyone else. It's, it's like, just, yeah, this don't add up. Don't can, we, can we do this? Exactly, exactly. So with all our burgers, you figure... With Boss Burger specifically, if you ever seen one or had one, it's super stacked. Yeah, I've seen. I want to yeah. have one. Yeah, it's $8. Actually, you're going to see us pull up on Boss <laughs> Burger. We're going to run down and we're going to see that. <laughs> you got Live to. tasting. That thing is, especially our plant-based burger, we make sure we super stack it. You see what I'm saying? So you're getting probably two burgers if you would have went somewhere else. Mm. So definitely. Uh, that's the best way to really... Uh, yeah, you figure we're overproducing, we're giving people more than what they pay for. Yeah. <laughs> so since you got into this business and this industry, how did you have you found any particular hurdles or anything to come about? Or what is your biggest hurdle since y'all entered uh, this industry? Entering this industry specifically, uh, we already all right. So why we benefit is the fact that we've been together for so long. We already got the teamwork together. Okay. But anywhere else, you have to build that relationship. You figure I'm around my business partners almost every day. That takes a lot. You see, yeah, what I'm definitely to be around a person every day, working with their different ideas, different views, and just being able to work together. So definitely finding a team to actually build, and they all, all you guys have the same vision because really, even with the money splits and everything, we all are just one mind, one sound. So there's never no portion where we're just like, oh, I want to do this, we should do this. So definitely coming together, working together, and also structure, structuring your business. We run our numbers daily. We see exactly where we're losing, how we're gaining, and just having that in your mind. You definitely don't want to be running a business willy-nilly. Yeah, just winging it. Yeah, definitely. We definitely make sure we – keep that in mind we see exactly what makes sense what doesn't make sense what we should do what we should should buy more of and that's how we are with our product so you know mm. that sometimes you may have a vast amount of water because it's selling and you come to us and you want water we don't have it because it's not so we, we try to get our products yeah. just selectively based upon the market that's like yeah. a real good thing to do so definitely. that makes a lot of sense to Actually, see what the market is asking for. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand, basically. That's hey, it. y'all not buying this? Okay, we're not going to continue getting this. Anything y'all had to cut out that you really, you know, you really loved, but you say, okay, we're going to have to not do this thing. Okay, understood. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how we, how we pretty much do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, is there any uh, particular product that you had to cut out of there? Uh, No, we really don't cut products. Because even with COVID, I, I, I hate to say this, we've made our most money in COVID than ever just because people want health now yeah. want healthy options we make sure we're stocked with everything and once we run out 
based off of demand, that'll, that'll make me say if we need to re-up again or not. But at least try to have that option. So say somebody want to buy something I don't have, I'll just put them on the pre-order list, pre-order it. And yeah. Just, you know, do from there. So we always had that option. We're never out of stock. We can okay. always get in stock. Yeah, I, mean? I thought it was like some items you say, okay, this one's not selling that much. Let's just scrap that one, stick yeah. to the ones you know that's really selling. Mm-hmm. We might add a seasonal option in there somewhere along the line. Um, I can say something that's seasonal uh, would definitely be like a lot of our cold and flu tinctures and elixirs. Okay. Um, that really start like closer to like the end of the year. People really start to buy that. What's heavy. the particular flavors that? So we like got a uh, elderberry flavor. We got a uh, county line and licorice root uh, flavor, and we also have a ginger lime and lemon flavor. But mm-hmm. it's all cooked and brewed with choice herbs, so it's definitely something good. You can get that in elixir form or dropper form. Uh, for somebody who really wants to be intricate, we can put it in pill form too as well. Okay, so y'all got a lot of options to get your body right, mm-hmm. your mental right, and get you there. So when it comes to creating and formulating, fabricating these items, equipment comes into place, which means it's going to cost us a little bit of something probably. But in your expert opinion, what would you say is the essential equipment for getting started? Uh, for this business specifically? Yes. Um, now, so, well, a lot. Now, for the food side, of course, you need a kitchen, kitchen utensils, and that forth to be a chef, of course, to yeah. cook in the kitchen. But specifically on the health side, I would say definitely if you're looking into making, like, teas, elixirs, and tinctures, you definitely need a good bottle source. You need a good uh, label source. Um, other than that, it's just having a good steady herb source, and that's normally open. So this 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 business is kind of open. It's kind of okay. out there. It's not like a backdoor type of thing. You can get herbs from anywhere. It's really just having the knowledge to say, hey, which herbs are organic or where they're being manufactured or which ones are not being overprocessed and et cetera, et cetera. And once you find that out, herbs are normally not that expensive. You figure like twenty five to forty dollars a pound. Um, for instance, I'll give you some numbers right now. You figure a pound, uh, you can normally get about. I'm gonna need y'all to get y'all notepads <laughs> and your pen out because you need to take this down if you want to be successful in your venture. Yeah, so for pills, um, we're looking at a, a pound. Um, a pound, you can normally get about 25 to 30 triple O uh, pill bottles. So that's okay. triple O's is the size of the pills. You can get about 20 to 25 pills in each bottle out of a pound if you're selling that for about $20 a bottle that's like $600 off a pound you spent $25 for that ginger your bottles you figure 30 bottles is probably like $30 a dollar bottle and your labels is probably like 15 to 20 cents but, uh, depending on the style of the label so uh-huh. you figure your whole overhead cost is probably like 60 to $70 and you made $600 off of one herb one pill. that's a good investment to yeah, good yeah. profit margin mm-hmm so when it comes to uh, manufacturing the pill itself, do y'all manufacture or do y'all like yeah, outsource the manufacturing? Uh, we do everything in house right now. Um, uh, we're definitely in the future. We're saving towards getting a couple tablet presses and a pill machine. So it's okay. literally got loaded up, press a button, and it's shooting tablets up. Yeah, that's what I was wondering as far as the equipment. I was like, I wonder if you got a certain particular equipment that you would use for the pills yeah. versus, like you said, the elixirs. I'm sure that uses like a particular 
piece of equipment that you would, I don't know if it's a blender, compressor, or well, whatever. what I have is a grinder. It's a seven, it fits up to 750 ounces, and it has um, 150 horsepower. Okay. So I can break down herbs, and I can break down roots, and all that stuff. And I put that in a little burner. ginger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put that in a burner, and I put my choice oil inside of that. That burner cost me about $200. Normally, labs will use like a Bunsen burner and they'll have the whole kit for extraction. But there's smaller kits you can buy online for extracting herbs or extracting marijuana or whatever, CBD, whatever herb you want to use. But once I do that, it's nothing but sifting it out and I'm just, you know, loading it up. You figure the pill machines cost anywhere from 30 to $40, and that's if you get a cheap one. There's more expensive ones that allow you to do up to 1,000 pills at a time. Mm-hmm. You figure the pill machine I got right now, I can do about 100 pills at a time. So you figure I'm doing I'm doing about every press is like $60. And that's a good turnaround, good turnaround. Yeah. It's necessary. Like you said, you know you've been done it so many times that you, you have it conceptualized. You don't have mm-hmm. to like, okay, let me go do it again. You, you've you been doing it. The practice makes perfect aspect of everything. Yeah, at least on the smaller scale. So we're definitely scaling up now to, to manufacture this, you know. So just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least y'all, y'all sticking in there, y'all making it happen. It's not like a just a, a – like a, it stayed a vision. You didn't leave it as a vision. I'm sure – the fact that it's multiple people involved keeps you guys pushing each other. Yes, it has to be because you're talking about doing food, products, also helping people, pushing them through the hemp program. Yeah. It's a lot that we have to manage. Sometimes our whole direction may get pushed towards a truck or we may get pushed towards like a health field or or event. So we just have to be very mindful of our time because we split well, so many different things, definitely. So with that being said, since it's – for you guys involved, do y'all have anybody that's uh, in particular allocated this particular things? Yeah, each of us, you know, have a certain role. You know, Slim in the business, you know, he handles all the accounting and just like the uh, structure size, operation agreements, just the legal side of the business. Okay. Renard's more so on the planning and the organization and the flow of the business. I'm more so on the creative side. So that's me, even me and Renata are helping each other as far as making a menu or I'm coming up with a new medication or a new product or a new, like, whatever. Like, yeah. that's just me. I'm just a creator. I'm just always creating something and doing something. Dom is normally helping out as far as on the actual house side, the regimen side, getting the regimen down for customers and actually helping yeah. them take through the hemp program. So we all got set roles in the company to make this, you know, flow. Mm. So you got a good influx of customer relationships, I'm sure. So how do you, you know, keep those reoccurring customers coming back? Is there any special tactics or anything that y'all use or nah. or to find new prospects potentially? We give them a good pro we give them a good product and a good service. Good product, good service. They come back every time. Every time. You figure we're dealing with people with health. Like, literally, yeah. we have people that take our our CBD pills, and it's actually really curing them of their pain. We have mm. uh, one lady who actually had a stroke on her left side, and her fingers is crippled. She rubbed that stuff on her for two weeks, and she can do this now. What's the percentage that, like, y'all would use for something like the cream? Right, exactly. so, I know I used it for like my back sometimes. I'm like, okay, my back sore. Let me go. Especially I go running a lot. So how did you feel when you used it? It the, it took me probably about three turns of using it All to right. really feel the effects of the soreness relief. 
Okay. So, and that's just CBD, right? Yes. So, like I said earlier, we're taking the whole plant and we're giving you all the chemicals. Okay. So, we're not just pinpointing CBD, extracting that, and leaving all the other healing factors. So, we have people with critical pain alert that's literally taking these supplements and using these rubs as an everyday thing. And they're mm. recurring customers monthly. We have people that were actually stopping their medication to take this product. So we make sure we give them a good product. And our product, um, if for the super, like somebody in super pain or has super elements, we combine it with other herbs too as well. So we really put the science in our product and we really fine tune that. So that's why I feel like people come back because we're not just selling a product. We're not just making a product for mass manufacturing. We're trying yeah. to pinpoint it exactly for you make that and just go from there. Mm -hmm. So outside of the CBD, what would you say is like the most impactful healing elements that y'all would use? You would say that's like really like that's overlooked. Uh, our water. The water. Yes. Okay. Our water. Um, our water is 8.6 pH um, from the well with no additive chemicals, no bentonite, soda, chloride, or whatever you call it. You can look at any of the Essentia's or electric water or whatever that's commercial, and you'll see yeah. those same chemicals. They feed, they're force-feeding alkalinity. You see what I'm mm. saying? They're taking natural water. We're pu putting in reverse osmosis. It's giving it electrolytes. It's putting electricity in the water. Then they're cleaning it to make it a lot alkaline, and they're selling it in the store. So that's not the actual true alkaline then at that point. It just tastes a little better. That's tastes it. a little bit more clean. <laughs> then you go get some tap water, you go, ah, this don't taste like the water I normally taste, but then you taste some alkaline water. It's completely different. And yeah. you go, hold on. Real recognizes real. <laughs> yeah. And this water is a little bit more real. Yeah, the water, um, definitely, um, uh, we have clients that help them clean up their face. We have clients that drink it on a daily basis that actually self-started a detox process detox process for them they literally we have one guy that did a 40-day water fast just on our water he said that was the best thing he ever felt so our water is definitely undermined especially being a black water that's being produced in baltimore come on <laughs> i need to get out and support i don't know what y'all doing right now which if you're not supporting i don't know what you're doing you're in the way yeah yeah we definitely got to get that out there alkaline water should be at least in everybody's household <laughs> So, I mean, this is a reoccurring question now, but I feel like it's one of the most important questions is because a lot of people start things and they don't finish yeah. because they lack this one thing, their why. What is the big why behind starting alkaline bodies Okay. and why y'all continue to put so much energy in building it? All right. So I don't want to get super radical, but okay, no, I'm going to get moderate. Um, there's a war and a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge that. Um, there's a war, a silent war that's going on, and it's against us. It's against our communities. Um, we live in a food desert, and no one's fighting against that. You see what I'm saying? These topics and these things aren't being talked about. It's being ignored in every generation and generation and generation we go through. It's the same. Yes. So somebody has to stand up and somebody has to, you know, acknowledge those problems. And here in Alkaline Bodies, what we're trying to do, and I know we, we don't talk about it a lot, but we are doing it, and we will complete it. Action. Uh, our main thing is uh, tackling those food deserts starting here in Baltimore. So if we're able to have one truck, two trucks, three trucks, we're also working on a farming project right now 
we're trying to work with local farmers is an app that works just like Instacart or Shopper Cart, okay. where those farmers can upload their inventory and they and people in the community can buy that. Um, we're about to start our uh, free food uh, giveaways out once we get another location too. So we definitely want to start building that food empire. We already got the resources. We already got the water. We already got the herb, the knowledge. Now, once we start having that actual allegation of food and our own food source, we can give it to people and deliver it to people. That's 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 saying something. There's no reason why you don't have fresh fruits and vegetables. In your yeah, because a lot of people just don't have access. To, I remember going to the <laughs> corner store because that was the closest thing that was available. Yeah. And that's what you're going to go for, for convenience. I used to get honey buns all the time. Exactly. Of course, the honey buns ain't no nutritional value in that. They got ammonia in it. It's not good for you. And yeah. I was just faithfully eating them. Yeah. And, no, and we don't take that time to look on the back of that paper and see exactly what's inside of the, the honey bun Tear, or anything. Throw it off. That's it. And really, if, if here at Alkaline Bodies, if we can really provide that access to people and they can really find and get those fresh, you know, produce, we can really make a big change in Baltimore. So that's what we do. And this is what we're here to do. And this is what we're here to push. We're not we're much more than a food company. That's yeah. what I can say. We're not just out here trying to be the best restaurant in Baltimore. No, we are just a platform. Food is just one thing we do on a, over many different things that we do here at Alkaline Bodies. Yeah, so y'all got all these different things y'all not. And your, your philanthropy within it is the product itself, which is amazing because it's not just, okay, I'm going to get some money from you and I'll donate some money. It's like I'm donating directly to you. Right. This money is going directly into your body. This right. food, this process is going to make you think better. It's going to make, help you move better. It's going to give you more energy. You need more energy to make more money. Exactly. Everybody's out here chasing money, but they don't have the energy to even do that. Right. They, they're too tired. They leave work and they say, I'm too tired to do the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you go back to that vegan conversation, there's no reason why Alkaline Body shouldn't be the number one food company or health company in Baltimore. Places like Slutty Vegan in Atlanta, that's booming. And have you looked at them any? Um, no, but I'm I'm sure a lot of it goes through, I, I don't know if I want to use this word, but I'm going to use this word anyway, propaganda that goes into it only because enough information is not out there. So even through this conversation that we we're having and had earlier, I've learned a lot in the sense of, at first I thought vegan, plants, okay, they got to be the same thing. <laughs> I, 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 don't, you, I don't know what the difference is. Right. They're not they're different? Yeah. But you got to be educated. So I think the biggest problem or issue that's separating that is the education. So I think the more people are educated and the more information that you guys get out there, the more informed people will be to make the right decision right. or just the decision that's going to be best for them. Because yeah. if everybody's grouping it all into one place currently, then they're going to go, well, what's the difference from me going here, here, and here? Yeah, that's true. I mean... That's something definitely, that's our next step. We want to improve our social presence. So we definitely thank you for having us on the show because we, we need more segments like this of just us going on a rant and talking about exactly what we do and just educating the people. So our next step is definitely getting more like small educational clips yeah. out there, just little small segments so people can understand exactly what's right and what's wrong. Because when it comes to health, there is a right and wrong. And people like to... I'm going to have a cheat day or just a day I'm going to have this or no, nah, there is a right and wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And cheat days is okay if you do it right. I look yeah, at it like yeah. the, it's the way you can do everything. Like a true. cheat day is a, let's just say I, I normally eat salads all week, 
But this time I said, I'm going to get a plant-based burger. Now I'm getting the same taste of a burger, kind of. I'm right. getting that fulfillment. Or you might do the opposite. Well, not going to say the exact opposite, but you might do something like, I'm going to eat a salad first and then... I'm gonna eat that next meal. Now I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna completely binge and eat a whole lot of food. Cause I'm not as hungry. My body's yeah. not in starvation mode. Mm-hmm. So. And, and there's one more topic I want to touch bases on. We aren't meat haters. We don't tell people don't eat meat. And I okay. want to talk about this because genetically, if you look at exactly our genetic line, some people are adapted to eat meat. You see what I'm saying? So it's really like. More so, like we were talking about earlier, the origin of where you come from inside yeah. the world. So I can't tell you to say, yo, bro, just go completely plant-based and you'll be good. We have to really look at that. We got to underline that to see exactly what your diet should really be. Now, even going into meat, it's not bad to eat meat. You see what I'm saying? It's just here in America, all the meat is nitrogen-based. And like I mm. said earlier, it's a war. It's not a war, a physical war we can't see. It's really a nitrogen versus carbon war that's going on. We're carbonated beings and they're force-feeding yeah. us nitrogen-based thing. And what breaks down carbon? Nitrogen. And that's what that's we don't see. That's the science behind it. A lot of people don't understand the science behind no. what's happening. And that's why we preach carbon-based food because that builds carbon. So, and that's a whole backdoor scientific thing you wouldn't even know. Like, you, you go into that market and half those things in there are not even real. Yeah. No seeds, no nutrition, no. That's actually hard. We just read the label. Okay, it's this much fat in there and it's, <laughs> it's this many calories. Okay, and I'm going to put yeah. this in my fitness power and say I can have this many calories so I can eat this, I guess. Exactly. That's it. We don't know what we're eating. We don't even look at how it's being produced. It's filled with pesticides. It's, it's a whole, it's just a whole breakdown when you walk into a market. Like, markets aren't what they used to be. Like, yeah. You're walking into a market and you don't. You don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'd like to make the distinction as well because a lot of times when I talk to people, especially from other countries, they tend to make that distinction of market versus grocery store. Hey, I'm going to the market. What you going where? You mean you going to the... Why you why you say why you don't say grocery store because a market is something different than what you're saying it is. And I keep telling... I try to educate people on this. Words mean something. Do the etymology behind the words that you use because you might be putting something into your own psyche that you don't even realize. That is true. That is 100% true. It's, man, I mean, all we're trying to do is get back to our original roots the best way we can. That's the main thing because this, this, this American diet is a, it's a deadly diet, man. It's yeah. the reason why cancer is number one here. It's the reason why heart disease, diabetes, cholesterol, all, all these things are happening here. Nowhere else in the yeah. world but it's here. Just, it's the the propaganda of the information and how it was displayed. I was listening to a documentary about diamonds the other day. Without getting too in depth about that, they were just talking about how they use Hollywood to sell diamonds. They was like, "Hey, let's just say that everybody before like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, nobody was really looking at diamonds as the thing to have." Right. It was a point where they actually oversaturating the market with them to the point where they wasn't really worth anything. anything. Right. But now we hold them in such high esteem because of the light that shined on it. Right. I mean, all these things is it's up to you to do your own research sometimes, people. But I'm going to switch gears a little bit to get back into uh, the licensing of things yes. regarding the food truck. Because right. I feel like a lot of people might want to know, hey, I'm sure it's more than just me buying a truck. Uh-huh. And going outside and riding it around. So, what licensing permits would you need to actually maintain and, you know, actually 
use a food truck here in the city? Uh, first thing first, we had to make sure we got a license in for Baltimore City and Baltimore County to even have the food truck out on the road. Um, okay. We got that approved. Now, before that, it's having the truck up to code. So really paying all the money to get the, the ventilation, the hoods, having the, st- the stoves updated, everything completely updated so it can be fully optional and runnable. Um, now, normally you'll just have an inspector come out and you'll have just that little sticker for real. Once you have that and you get your licenses, yeah. you, you're, you're pretty up to ready to go. It's not that much that go into it. It's just the money you're going to spend on updating the truck and getting mm. it fully <laughs> up and running. Yeah, so what is the, what would you say, like, let's just say I bought a truck for about 10000 right. and with those upgrades or not even just the upgrades, but the actual paying for the permits and licenses, how much would you say that roughly no, uh, no, we, no, we didn't technically pay for the licenses, but I wouldn't say no more than like five to six hundred dollars. Okay, so it wasn't That's nothing not crazy. Um, it's just full permit and just the licenses to operate in Baltimore City and Baltimore County, which we got approved for. So it's not they don't make it too costly. It's just right now because of COVID, everything is long. Yeah, everything is running and buildings are closed down, yeah, and you can't, can't even get a talk permit. to people or nothing. Like it's crazy. So. Uh, yeah. Any particular insurances that requires yes. or anything? That you definitely need insurance, regular business insurance. Mm-hmm. So every business should have some type of business insurance, some type of million dollar policy, or some type of policy. So definitely, definitely, truck definitely has a uh, insurance policy though. Okay, so in terms of permits, because I know um, sometimes you can't park your truck in certain places because you might unless you have a a deal with that particular building or whoever owns that particular part of land. Mm-hmm. Is it, has you run any, any costs or any yes. troubles with the uh, permit issues? Yes. Or somebody so, saying, hey, you got to move your truck. Get out of here. So it's a food truck association. Okay. Um, and there's certain people are alligated in certain areas. We decided to go to Fells Point and we pulled up right next to this. We didn't know, but it was a burger joint. All right. So immediately before she even came outside, we seen like people looking and huddling. And, and when she came outside to the truck, she said, "No need to introduce myself. I already filed a formal complaint three one one." And oh, I was wow. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." And she came to the window. And was like, "We've been here for about twenty years selling burgers and fries, and it's very disrespectful that you came here." And so it, it was, it was a whole beef. We we handled it very well, but she definitely did file that. Let you know that hey, you guys can't be here. So what? When somebody files a complaint against you, that just means you. Have have to move your vehicle somewhere else or well, does it actually come with a fine or something no, no fine or nothing okay. we sat our vehicle right there um of course they're going to bring it up in the next food food truck association because they are part of that too so oh, okay. it'll definitely be well, it was a food association so it'll definitely be brought up and talked about that and they either is the owner of Bossburger, so they did call her and she handled that matter well but definitely pulling up in certain spots you definitely don't want to be like we actually did the crispy cream donuts at owens mills um, within an hour, Popeye's is calling in and making complaints about us. Hmm. And we're in the Krispy Kreme parking lot across the street. And Popeye's is like three doors, two doors down. Okay. So, yeah, you got definitely got to get this. Is, <laughs> do you know where you go at to get this permit? Or is it like? Uh, it's it's definitely downtown where all the permits and the DLR is that whole building where you get all your permits and licenses. Okay. Else. Yeah. So, so that's a good place to go start yeah. to look at. Um equipment so with a food truck um 
do y'all have like a checklist or anything that you like to go over as far as uh, propane tank, make sure everything is this right and this yeah. is right? Because you don't want no explosion. You don't want your truck blowing up yes. and it's blowing up somebody else's stuff. And then you got to use that insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely the equipment we definitely have. Uh, we go through, that's what, uh, that's kind of Bernard's apartment. We go through that every morning, make mm-hmm. sure it's gas inside the generator, make sure the propane tank is full. Uh, we definitely uh, make sure all the lids secured on the oil because it does get hot and we're driving too as well um um other than that uh our our truck is really built off kind of simple um it's not as smaller so we had the fryer the black top then we just have the cashier register the stove and the refrigerator so it's kind of a simple setup okay we're able to definitely um move some trucks are way bigger and they have a lot more intricate stuff inside of there. They have a whole fry warmer and all this yeah. other stuff. So we kind of keep it simple, but we definitely make sure everything is lined. The main thing is we just figured it out now, but we got a kitchen for storage. It was storage. Okay. Because first doing this, we didn't have that much storage. Yeah. So we had to keep stuff in coolers. And then that's when we had to keep the truck plugged up overnight to keep the refrigerator going. And it was a lot. We had to find a generator two. or something. Yeah, generator. It was a lot. It was a lot we was doing when we first got into this. But right now, it was like a well oiled machine. Yeah. Got everything down. Yeah. Actually, been doing the work. So you figured it out as you go. And y'all do a lot of research as well. Yeah. Um, I know you said with marketing, y'all trying to get more out there and be more active on that side of things. What, uh, what are the current platforms? Do you use websites, forums, Facebook groups, or anything to market currently? Um, other than Instagram, we just started getting more into the health uh, groups on Facebook, posting pictures and just about events and food and stuff like that. As far as marketing, we definitely need to get out there. We're really not, other than like the basic stuff you may see on our stories or the yeah. stuff you may post, we need to definitely find two that areas. So that's one thing that we may be that's the only thing we're lacking it right now having that we be so busy we, we can't be taking pictures and yeah. doing all this stuff at I gotta get somebody time. to come in there and just you know take those right. pictures and put them out there for y'all on the yeah, side I, I, I know when y'all organized that Juneteenth event a lot of people were out and just doing y'all had that. certain people allocated for different things and it might just be another thing to outsource out yeah. there um, the next segment is actually inspired by the black running organization slogan let's grow okay which is, I want to know, what are your top three things that you want to grow in this business in the next five years? Top three things I want to grow in this business. The first thing I would have to say is my customer relations. I definitely want to have a stronger platform so people going through this process and going through the hip plan can have a strong and well-founded support system. So definitely growing that customer relation and that support system for my people, whether that's us bringing on more people to work for us or just have more positions open. That leads into my second one, which was our workforce because we have a lot of products. We have, I can teach people how to make these products that allow us to buy more machinery. So each product is a job. Okay. So definitely allowing us to grow our workforce and having our job development and people actually make these products, sell these products and make income off that. That'll be my second thing. And the third thing with this company, I would definitely love to grow within the next couple of years is our food source. I would love to have a strong, solid force. So I know specifically that I'm giving people fresh produce and it's coming from something I'm 
doing with this side of the company. It's not me outsourcing something from Florida, yeah, super spraying and stuff. And yeah, you know exactly it. what's happening because yeah. you can lay eyes on it and say, I've done this or I'm and managing this situation to exactly. make sure it goes this way. Exactly. That's the main thing, man. The main thing is just, and, and I'll say a fourth thing would be just us really doing what we said. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, us really setting forth, doing what, exactly what we had planned, which is tackling these food deserts, man. Like, that's nobody's talking about that, bro. Come on, yeah. We definitely need to get rid of these food deserts. Um, nobody's talking about it. If you look back probably about 10 years ago, we at least had Stop Shop and Save, which was black-owned and black-operated. But if you really look at those particular areas where they were located and once everything went away, they were primarily in black communities. And you took them away and you replaced them with nothing. Yeah. You didn't say, okay, this company's buying them out. Giants is going to make up another Giants yeah, here. Yeah. It's going to be a new, I don't even know, uh, price right or some, something to replace it. It was nothing. And so once you took it out, you said you can eat that unhealthy corner store, corner store food if you like. And that's your only option. I mean, even right now with COVID, it's more. I seen another right there on Liberty Road that Giants that closed, and that was the only Giants in that area. Don't you have to go all the way to Rice's Town Road, and if you don't have a car, it's like no transportation. Two, you it's, gotta. It, it, it's only getting. It's worse. gonna cost you more to get to the healthy food. Whole Foods is almost impossible <laughs> to get to. And once you get there, you're gonna spend an arm and a yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna spend a lot of money just to get the healthier options. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you know, it's 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 wild what's really going on in this health world, and nobody is talking about it. Bro. This is why education is of the utmost importance. Speaking of that, um, what would be the number one book, app, or website that you would point people into to get more information, not only about the health side of things, but to build a business like this, whether in their respective city, state, or country? I would push them to the honor website and that's the uh aboriginal medical association uh website okay um that's mr ali um he can definitely give you more of the educational side of what we talked about as, as far as the carbon and heterotrope versus versus uh heterotrope versus photosynthesis and exactly those type, different type of beings and he really goes in depth with the scientific side of it while also telling you exactly how you can slowly build a health or holistic business so mm. um definitely i would start there first that sounds good yeah. um so right before you go we'd like to thank you for being a member alumni of my secret mentor of course and you represent not just yourself but your whole brand as well actually one last question before i get to that your colors they mean something can you give us a breakdown of your logo uh yeah so this is based off the watermelon our first official logo had black seeds going around it but the red and the white and the green is all representation of the god fruit the watermelon is the number one fruit of the fruit kingdom it is considered the meat of the uh, veggie world is like 92 percent water the rest minerals it does about 32 different things to the body um literally you can survive just off of eating watermelon it gives mm. that much nutrients water to the body we're about 75 percent 80 percent water so you figure you're getting all your fluids and everything from that so yeah it's, got some watermelon here. <laughs> I gotta eat some. <laughs> especially people don't know, um, specifically here at Alkaline Bodies, we make a watermelon rind stew, and we normally carry that because the rind is the most important part of the watermelon. Hmm. The rind is where you get the muscle building and actual the health components, that white part. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm. So there we go. I'm glad you gave us that enlightenment because we definitely need some of that in our system. Um, in the meantime, can you give people a place to, what's the best place to reach you, your socials and everything? Yeah. So you can reach us at alkalinebody underscore, that's our Instagram, or you can meet us at uh, alkalinebodies on Facebook. Uh, you can contact us uh, through email. That would probably be best. That's A B real health at gmail.com that again is a b real health at gmail.com all right and we'd like to thank you again for being another honorary member an alumni of my secret mentor and as always remember dreams plus action equals life all right